We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Metroscope, an Intercom Radio Portland public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. The Milwaukee Portland Elks Lodge does a lot of charity work. In fact, they have a haunted house for charity going on now. Let's talk about it. On the show this time, I'd like to welcome Chris and Holly House with the Milwaukee Portland Elks Lodge. Hey there, guys. How's it going? It's going great. Awesome. So the the Portland Milwaukee, or is it the Milwaukee Portland Elks Lodge? It's the Milwaukee Portland Elks Lodge, number 142. That's quite a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's a kind of, it's a long signature. How, when did the two kind of, it used to be just a Milwaukee Portland, or Milwaukee Elks Lodge, right? And the oh. Portland Elks Lodge, and now they're combined. Yes. Right. Uh, technically, it was originally the Portland Lodge started out here about uh, 118, 119 years ago. And as the lodge would grow, um, membership would break off and then start additional lodges. So um, about 57, 58 years ago, the Milwaukee Lodge broke off from Portland, uh, started their own. And then just recently, we have remerged. Uh, with Portland, so we've combined the two names again. We became the Milwaukee Portland Lodge, number 142. And the number is just, that was the number that was available at the time when the lodges were created. Okay. How many lodges are there? Oh, oh nationally? nationally? Gosh. <laughs> um, I think about uh, 2,800. Does that sound about right? About yeah, right. about 2,800 lodges wow. nationally. In the state, we have about 50. Wow, that's even pretty significant. Yeah, it is. It is very significant. When you have a, a state convention, it gets very full very fast. <laughs> in the metro area, we have seven lodges. Okay. Mm-hmm. Conventions. How, how rowdy the conventions get. <laughs> oh, I, well. I, I have imagery in my head. <laughs> it is very, very rowdy. A lot of people coming to do a lot of good things and having a good time doing it as well. It's kind of the history of the, the Elks organization anyway. Um, it started out... With um, with an actor back in the uh, 1800s, about, um, I don't know, about 1860s, late 1860s. And um, they worked six days a week. He wanted to uh, have a, a party. Uh, gosh, what was his name? Uh, Vivian? Mm-hmm. David. David Vivian, yeah. And uh, so he got friends together, and they started um, – having parties and the sort, and it kept growing and growing until finally uh, the local constabulary said, you need to organize or break up. So they started an organization called the Jolly Corks. Okay. Corks, (laughs) as in wine cork? Yes, Yes, as a wine cork. It's actually (laughs) named after uh, a bar trick. Uh, And they were having a good time, and unfortunately one of the original founders of the Jolly Corks um, uh, was uh, killed leaving his family uh, destitute. so yeah. the jo- I believe he left his wife with three children. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. And, and in 1867, uh, that was a rough time to be a oh, single mom. Oh, for sure, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So the Jolly Corks would uh, pass the hat and whatever foods and stuff they had, they would uh, take care of the family. And from that um, charitable action, it, it eventually evolved into the Elks. That was the following year, 1968. 
1868. Yeah, that's right. It took about a year. It wasn't very long, and they became the Elks. And then at that point, it just kept moving forward and forward, uh, doing charity work. Why the Elks? Well, that is... uh, (laughs) Is that a good story? uh, I think it was a coin toss. They wanted a domestic (laughs) animal. The squirrels or the Elks? A large domestic animal that was protective, but not uh, uh, violent. So it came down between uh, an elk and a buffalo. Okay. And the elk won by one vote. (laughs) (laughs) So we could have been the loyal... Order of the bu- buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Flintstones. Like the Flintstones. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking that's exactly like the Flintstones. Mm-hmm. Do you get to wear those cool hats? Oh, wouldn't that be no. awesome? <laughs> no, unfortunately. I'd like to go back to the Fez. At one point, I think they did have a Fez, but. Yeah. Uh, but no, no fancy hat. We do get to wear um, um, the chains. There's a, a, a neck piece that you wear during the formal meetings and stuff. The officers do. Okay. It, it's fun. We're talking today with Chris and Holly House of the Milwaukee Portland Elks Lodge. Now, how long have you two been involved in the in the local Elks? Seven years. Seven or eight. I uh, yeah, about seven or eight years. Uh, we got seriously. Well, when we first joined, what was the deal that we made? <laughs> uh, when we first joined, the deal we made was for one year we would just go and enjoy the social aspects and not volunteer for anything. Mm-hmm. Get to know people, get to know the community. We were just going to come in for dinner, enjoy the parties. Yeah. That lasted about... Maybe a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it lasted about a month, and then we started uh, volunteering and helping with the bingo, which we do every week to help raise money for uh, veterans and care and share, many of our local charities. And then I got started as an officer and quickly went through what they call the chairs and became president of the lodge um, shortly after the merger of uh, Milwaukee and Portland again. So uh, I, I had the title of exalted ruler for a year. And uh, <laughs> Holly laughs at that. Why? <laughs> <laughs> it is a funny name. But uh, yeah, we've been very, very involved uh, with the with the organization, with the lodge itself. It's are you surprised it took a month to get involved? <laughs> think it, I think it was my fault because someone called and asked for help, and I said yes and told him he was coming along. <laughs> so let's talk. I want to hear about the social aspects first, sure. and then I want to hear about the charity stuff. So tell me, what what's so great and social about the Elks? Well, for us, uh, we started because we were empty nesters, young empty nesters. <laughs> and we were bored, you know. Yeah. We, we were sitting around watching TV. And we thought, you know, let's get active in our community. Let's do something that will be fun and also, you know, mean something. And so, you know, we went and we enjoyed the, the dinners and the dances and different. In the Elks, they throw parties yeah. as fundraisers. So we do things like in the winter, we have the turkey shoot. Which, no, we don't shoot any turkeys. It's a raffle. Okay. (laughs) And so everybody comes together from all over the Elks community and bring friends and family. And it's a raffle. We use the money to um, fund the Care and Share program, which is our holiday food basket. But you get to come together. There's a turkey dinner. Everybody jokes and is social, and we have a good time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a, a lot of music involved. Uh, yep. There's uh, dances that w- that's being organized. There's an 80s dance coming yep. up fairly quick. Uh, again, another fundraiser. Uh, the lodge that we belong to has uh, 
a pool, yep, which a- has been worked seriously with the weather that's been going on yeah, right now. Yeah. That's been very busy. There's a bowling alley, a full-size basketball court. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a very large lodge. It's, it's a very rare one that you would find around here. I think um, it's one of the largest ones in the nation. Yeah. Oh, really? That's wow. still left, yeah. How does somebody become an elk? Well, um, go to your local uh, Elks Lodge, ask for a tour. Um, you uh, send in an application. They review it. Uh, the few requirements that we have is you are a U.S. citizen, um, you believe in God, and... Uh, ready to have a good time. Ready to yeah. have a good time and do <laughs> charitable works. Yeah, have a uh, heart for, for charitable works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you guys do so much charity. You've, you've sent me pages of <laughs> charity stuff. that you, I want to hear about some of these. Tell me, I, I, Holly, you said you kind of broke them out local, state, and national. Yes. Let's I definitely did. talk about the local and state stuff. Uh, one of the big ones that we do in our lodge is the Backpack Buddies program, which is um, an area-wide program. You'll see churches and organizations like the Elks will adopt a school, and we feed the children who would normally go home and have food scarcity over the weekends. So what we do is we pack them up a backpack. <laughs> and I think sometimes it's just a bag, but and <laughs> send them home with enough food to get through the weekend. Okay. So and that's no cost to the children. We foot that bill. Mm-hmm. And I believe currently we're feeding about 115 kids. Uh at one school we're doing um uh, about 115, you're right. And we just st- extended out to one of the local high schools. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many families were taken care of there, but uh, yeah, the program has been going so very well uh, that uh, we're starting to expand out further. Wow, that's yeah. great. Where yeah. do the donations come from? I was going to say it's it fun is funded through um, events that we have at the lodge. Uh, let's see, one of the ones that we also get grants from our do. national office from Grand Lodge. Uh, members are asked to make um, contributions to what's referred to as the Elks National Fund. Uh, This is where when the monies are donated to the Elks National Fund, Grand Lodge will not spend that money. What they do is they invest it, and the profits made from that is what comes back into the community. So uh, they're able to generate a a very nice amount of of money to come back in the form of grants and scholarships. Uh, along those lines. So there's always that money's coming in. And each lodge has the ability to get uh, seven different types of grants, usually dedicated towards education or uh, social programs like uh, Backpack Buddies or the Veterans, along those lines. Each grant has kind of its own little nuance to it. It really seems like you guys are involved with youth and with veterans in in quite a few areas. Oh, yes. Well, with veterans, there's a saying... um, that we have that is so long as there's a veteran, they'll never be forgotten. Um, That's a pretty incredible saying. Early on, I think it was World War One. Now somebody's probably going to hunt me down and correct me <laughs> on this one. Um, a lot of damaged veterans were coming back from the war. And so on the East Coast, uh, the Elks took over an old hospital and started uh, uh, taking care of uh, some of these uh, damaged people. And it eventually turned into um, help uh, initiate what is known as the VA program now, the Veterans Association. Uh, it's it's something that uh, you know I wasn't around there for, but I feel a little bit of pride about it. Yeah, being uh, active with an organization that 
initiated such a, a wonderful thing. Um, no, uh, so we're always taking care of them. Locally within our lodge, uh, we have a couple volunteers who are phenomenal on taking yes. care of our, uh, our veterans. Absolutely. Um, and <laughs> Roy and Bertie Kirk are amazing people. He's a Vietnam veteran. Um, they've headed up to the point that they collect food and clothing, um, things that are needed at the VA hospital, or not the VA hospital, the veterans' home in the Dalles. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they'll take hand sanitizer, books, snacks, those kinds of things mm -hmm. that they need up there that those veterans don't have money to purchase, but they're things that they need. Um, and that's been a wonderful program. They, yeah. they gather those um, donations from lodge members and community members and then drive them up periodically. Yeah. We have a, a past president who uh, goes up to the VA hospital here and does bingo every Wednesday as yes. well. Yes, up on the uh, hill. Up on the hill. And uh, we have multiple fundraisers as well, the, like the dances and the parties and all that stuff. Simple things that are so appreciated. That's wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And you're also really involved with the KCI Institute, which is just right up on the hill, right? Yes, we are. Yes. Tell me about that. Well, Casey was an Elks member. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, with the Portland Lodge. Uh, way back in the 40s, uh, a doctor was concerned about childhood blindness. Uh, premature babies were uh, being uh, uh, born, and when they were put in the incubators, they would develop some blindness. He felt that there was a problem there, and he needed a specific instrument to make that work. Uh, it's a million-dollar word. I can never pronounce it. Um, <laughs> and came to the Elks and asked for basically the cost of a brand-new Cadillac to purchase this instrument. And we wrote him a check. He went off, found out it was the oxygen level in the uh, incubators, I believe, and was able to help resolve that. And that kind of grew into our state charity of uh, trying to help and fight childhood blindness. So it does get involved in that where uh, the KCI Institute, uh, we've broken ground and started construction on the Elks Children's Eye Clinic up there. Mm -hmm. They're building uh, wow. a brand new clinic. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And what we have done is we've modeled the um, uh, the Grand Lodges uh, Elks National Fund. All the donations that go to the uh, through our through our organization, we save the principal and raise money on that. And we've been able to generate uh, good funds to keep to, to keep giving donations to the clinic as well. Yeah, we're contributing about, what? About two million a year? I believe so. About two million a year to, wow. uh, to the clinic. And we've also promised 15 million to the new building, yep. which they we're out, all, out there raising monies for. They outgrew the clinic they were in, and so we're building them. I believe it's a four-story building. Yeah. So the old dental building got knocked down, and they're replacing that. Again, amazing stuff that the Elks are doing. Pretty wow. Amazing work. And that's, <laughs> that's on a state level. That comes from every lodge across the state to okay. support that. And that's, it's a good example of many hands make light work. You know? mm -hmm. it, it, no one's out there giving a huge donation. Well, we hope they are, but <laughs> you know, everyone's just doing their little bit here and yeah. there. And next thing you know, it, it just turns into this large sum of money, which it, is just That wonderful. is so significant when, when you think just all these little pieces come together and they make just one big difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's wonderful. How can people help out? Anybody listening, how can they help out? 
Well, become an elk. <laughs> yeah, become an elk. Okay, that'll can, help you yeah. as well as our organizations. Yeah, and also keep an eye open for a lot of our our open events. Uh, for instance, uh, the big thing that Holly and I run is we run the haunted house uh, over at the Milwaukee Portland Elks Lodge. Uh, it's called Fear Asylum, and this is its ninth year. Mm-hmm. And our sixth year. And you and I have wow. been running it for six years. Yeah. Uh, and that has raised uh, about a quarter of a million dollars in the last eight years that we've been doing this. Whoa. Not yeah. bad for 12 nights. In Not October bad at year. all. <laughs> yeah, the bunch of volunteer kids hiding in a dark corner. Tell me, because, go ahead, uh, tell me about Fear Asylum this year. What's what's happening? Well, what I was going to say okay. was <laughs> because of uh, Fear Asylum, we've had all these kids that came in from the community to volunteer, and we're really excited about volunteering. They love to scare people. But what came out of it is that they told us they loved the elks. Oh. And they wanted to figure out how could they be elks. And unfortunately, you have to be 21 to join. <laughs> but there was um, a mothballed program called the Antlers, which is a junior elks program. And they create their own lodge and run their own charities. And they help out upstairs with the, with the regular elks. But because of them, we were able to restart the program. And That's I currently cool. have, I think, 17 kids that are doing their own thing, uh, raising money. This year, the president of the the club, her focus is on um, hygiene products for homeless youth, Mm -hmm. um, and we're targeting um, hand-in-hand with Outside In and the Q Center to help reach those kids. That is incredible. Yeah. Pretty amazing group of kids. They're yeah. a lot of fun to work with. Oh, they're crazy. Thought I was done raising kids, and then I got this group. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're what not a, mine by birth, but they're definitely mine in my heart. So. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. And how great to instill that in them at such a young age. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful, because they'll carry that through their whole lives. Yeah. The Absolutely. first president of uh, the Antlers group, yeah. uh, when she turned 21, became a member and is now an officer of the lodge. Uh, so we've got... A lot of people that are coming forward, you don't need to be, your parents don't need to be a member to join or anything. You just need to have compassion to, to do some charitable work and Any bring a little sweat equity. between 14 and 20 in the Portland metro area is welcome. So now I want to hear from you guys about Fear Asylum. It's going on, it just started a couple of days ago, right? Yes, Friday night was our first night. Uh, tonight, Sunday, uh, we open at 6. Mm-hmm. 6 to 9 on Sundays. And uh, Friday and Saturday were 7 to 11. We'll have anywhere from uh, 70 to 100 actors hiding in uh, our uh, haunted house. Uh, hiding in the dark. This year it's Area 142. Uh, this <laughs> was a that. concept we came up with before the storm Area 51. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. they stole that from us. Right, I think they did. Uh, they did. Yeah, the, the whole idea is that aliens have come from outer space, and in their arrival they have brought a virus causing mutations. So people are coming to Area 142 to get into a fallout shelter to be safe until the mm. virus is either eradicated or a cure is found. And I'm assuming it's not a safe place to be. Well, well it would be a boring wrong? home. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? I mean. <laughs> so, yeah, I want to I wanna hear more about it. Like, what, what kind of fright am I going to see? Ooh, we well, how old do you have to be? Yeah, oh, can't true. give it away. <laughs> is uh, it, how scary is it? Yeah, you know, it is. It is scary. We ask for a brave thirteen, but we also don't parent the parents. You want to bring in a, a younger child? Just be warned that we may ask you out, escort you out of the building. Uh, we've done that before, where the kids have just 
It on, was too much. It was yeah. too much for them. And sometimes it was too much for the parent. <laughs> we've, had, <laughs> we've had to help escort the parent out, too. But I have had some pretty brave... I think I had a pretty brave seven-year-old one year that went through the whole thing all by himself. Wow. Didn't want his parents, didn't want his siblings, wanted to go all by himself. And he came through with flying colors. Yeah, he did fine. Well, that's great. This is a lot of work for you guys to set up. You said just before we started this that you'd start in January working on this. We plan it all year round. Uh, Right now, we're already working on ideas for next year. What are we going to do? So when we do the teardown at the end of this month, what do we keep? What don't we keep? And we start um, organizing and building, and I get people calling me during Christmas. Some of my <laughs> actors saying, I have a great idea. Yeah. And we work those scares in. Uh, so it's, it, is, it is incredible. It's, um, it's a, uh, I want to say family-friendly, but it is gory. Yeah. Uh, we don't go past the, the PG line pretty much for the display. Some, some haunts can, but... We talk about haunted houses are much like going out for uh, dinner. You know, some nights you want to get a hamburger hamburger, and some nights you want to get pizza. So each haunt is a little different. They each have their own flavor. We are a light contact haunt. We may tug your hair. We may pull on your shirt. Uh, And (laughs) believe it or not, that really makes a huge difference. You get a finger down your back. That would send a chill. <laughs> that would send more than a chill. It sent me out the door, I think. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. are the days and times? Monday through Friday? No. We're open. Monday oh, the, the haunt. <laughs> the haunt is open uh, Saturday and Sunday, 7 to 11, and Sunday, 6 to 9. Okay. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Every Every weekend of October, we will not be open on Halloween. Okay. A lot of the kids like to go to their parties. Our actors want to yeah. do Halloween. <laughs> yeah, And Halloween's on a Thursday this it's year. It's a think, Thursday right? this Thursday. year. It'll be Saturday next year. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Big scares. Big scares. And how can people get tickets? Is it Can you get tickets in advance or do you just show up and go through it? Or We have um, uh, tickets online uh, currently. So if you were to go on to um, Fear Asylum Haunted Attraction, uh, it'll steer you towards online tickets. Uh, we do a limited number of uh, Portland Perks tickets, so okay. they could look there to see if those are still available or not. Those are and if not that, yeah. then you go forward to um, the online ticketing, or you can buy them there. Uh, we don't have a problem with that site. either. Okay. And um, you can watch around for uh, coupons. We do have coupons that will be spread throughout the community. Our kids take them out. Um, also, you can save $2 off the $15 admission by bringing two um, non-perishable food donations. Mm-hmm. and We take that food and we forward it to our Care and Share Christmas Basket program. So you're actually helping double by doing yeah. it and saving yourself a couple of bucks. Yep. These are all volunteers. No one gets paid. So the monies that are raised by the haunted house goes back out into the community. That's pretty great. Yep. How did you guys figure that one out? Well, that was the uh, the curse of the haunted house at the very beginning. Uh, we were trying to come up with another idea of how to raise monies for our charities. And someone had said, hey, haunted attractions are doing very well. So that's what we did. And for some silly reason, on our first year, we did okay. We did a little better than even. And since then, it's been growing and growing. And now we will have about 5,000 people go through every year. We're no competition to the major professionals out there. I mean, they're they're incredible haunted houses, and I, I tip my hat to them. 
the few we get, oh my goodness. <laughs> you make us sound like we're not good. <laughs> well, we were voted, but three years in a row, we've been voted the top haunt in Oregon, too. Oh, that's great. Yes, on uh, OregonHauntedHouses.com. Um, you, you can take a look there and see what's going on there. Last five years, we've been at least the top 10 or top one. Mm-hmm. We've had uh, 31, 31 haunts in 31 days come through. They named us their top two years in a row. And that's through six states and a part of Canada. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so we uh, we pull out all the stops. And we can come out and to the Milwaukee Portland Elks Lodge and be scared every weekend this month. Yes, every weekend absolutely. this month. <laughs> be happy to do that for you. Yeah. Tell me one more time uh, how to get tickets. You can go to www.fearasylumhauntedattraction.com. That's our website. You can find us on Facebook as Fear Asylum, or you can contact the lodge. Awesome. Well, then good luck with this year's event. It's going to be, it's already fun because we, we're into oh, it. Oh, absolutely. We're getting screams already. <laughs> I'm scared. I haven't even been yet. We welcome you to come on down. <laughs> well, this has been fun. Thanks. Chris and Holly House with the Milwaukee Portland Elks Lodge. Thanks again for being on the show. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Metroscope is an Intercom Radio Portland public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. If you're involved with a nonprofit or public affairs organization, or if you have an idea for an upcoming show, I'd like to hear from you. Visit MetroscopePDX.com and submit your ideas. You can also go to this station's website and submit your information there. Thanks for listening to Metroscope and enjoy the rest of your weekend.